Church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The theme of the message this morning, you'll notice it mentions the word masks. And since a lot of people are wearing masks nowadays, I want to be clear that when I'm talking about masks this morning, I'm not talking about the kinds that just cover your your mouth and your nose to protect you from viruses. And I'm also not talking about the masks that, that superheroes use, although I'm thinking about other masks that people use to, to hide their true identity. Many people try to hide what they're doing. And if, you've, if you ever tried to appear innocent when you were certainly guilty, you know, the classic, you know, that that impression you're giving, everything here is fine, uh, or if you're trying to give the impression that you're strong uh, and independent when actually you really needed help, then you know what I'm talking about with the word masks. People use all kinds of masks to hide what they're really experiencing. Sometimes they use flattery, and sometimes we use religious rigor, or smiles, or quietness. Wearing masks to hide who we are is not the same as just living quietly with unseen illnesses or injuries. Just because we don't know everything about every person, that doesn't mean that the other person is intentionally trying to to hide behind a mask. But what we are thinking about this morning those cases in which we feel guilty about something sinful that we like doing or ashamed of something unkind that we are feeling or afraid about the the consequences of unjust thoughts that we are thinking and then we try to hide those things from others. And sometimes people then project anger and unkindness so that others can't see their their neediness, the classic bully. Sometimes we just cling to a story of denial. Sometimes we avoid certain people who desire to see us change or we hide parts of our lives from our loved ones, behave differently in front of other Christians. And since all of us are struggling with something that we are ashamed of, it's not hard to understand why we play the game of pretending everything is right. And yet it is also something we would all rather not do in our lives. It isn't pleasant, actually, to be enslaved to social expectations as if we were puppets on strings and we long for the possibility of just being completely transparent about who we really are and when we live too long with a mask on then God's Spirit makes us really understand the blessing of a pure heart do you long for more sincerity and transparency in your life Do you wish you could just be known for who you truly truly are, sins and all, and, and still be accepted and loved? You are longing for the very thing that Jesus Christ promises for the citizens of the kingdom of heaven. 
You are longing for purity of heart, for a life that is transparent before God, for integrity and sincerity. You are longing for the very blessing that God promises to give us in Jesus Christ. And I preach to you this gospel under the theme, In Christ we can remove our masks and see God clearly. We'll see that the pure in heart have undivided hearts and secondly have unhindered vision. Psalm 24 helps us to understand what Jesus was speaking about when he spoke about the pure in heart. From our general knowledge of Scripture, we already know that when the Bible talks about the heart in this context, it's not talking about the physical organ in our body, but it's talking about the center of our emotions and our thoughts. In Psalm 24, verse 4, the heart is coupled with the hands, a pure heart and clean hands. Hands are related to what we are doing, to our activities, and the heart has to do with our understanding, our emotions, our desires, and our goals. Our heart motivates our hands. If our heart is pure, then our hands are clean. And Psalm 24 also teaches us about what it means then to have a heart that is pure. Purity of heart in Psalm 24 verse 4 is the opposite of lifting up your soul to what is false. It's the opposite of swearing deceitfully. The pure in heart are not interested in falsehood, in, in deceiving others, in, in hypocrisy. In a similar way, Psalm 73, verse 1 and 2, when we sang uh, these words, it makes a contrast between purity of heart and being envious of the wicked. To be pure in heart is to be unwilling to compromise the truth, unwilling to fake it till you make it. And so being pure in heart is the opposite of being un is the opposite of being undecided in your convictions or divided in your loyalty. So think about that divided hearts. What does that what does that look like? It's the opposite of purity in heart. But divided heart it's not the same as as having different offices or tasks and responsibilities that require different behaviors. How you behave in the office will be different than how you behave at home. You'll interact with others in a, in a different way just because of the different uh, responsibilities that you're bearing. And not every decision to keep a part of your personality or injuries or struggles hidden, that doesn't mean you have a divided heart. But having a divided heart has to do with loving and wanting two or more things at the same time. And then Jesus is addressing people who wanted to be known as followers of God or Christians on the outside, but they also wanted riches, selfish pleasure, honor, and such things that are are false. And so their, their heart was divided, and as James said, they became unstable and wavering in their faith. 
their love for the temporary things in this life, and then sometimes even their addiction to these things, it brings them into a, a double life filled with, with falsehood and deceit. People with divided hearts are unwilling to give up their sinful pride or sinful pleasures. And instead of giving them up and repenting, they choose to, to hide their sins and try to live with both these things at the same time. And in his Beatitudes, Jesus promises that citizens of his kingdom, saved by grace and renewed by the Holy Spirit, they will overcome this duplicity, this, this double-mindedness, and these double desires. They'll be completely focused on God through Jesus Christ. Purity of heart. And the Lord Jesus is the perfect example of what it means to be pure in heart, undivided of heart. He is the one who commended Nathaniel, who was sitting underneath the tree because there was no guile in his heart. And then he lived before God with some, the same sincerity and integrity and perfect trust and commitment. Proverbs 3, verse 5 comes to mind, a well-known text, trust in the Lord with, with all your heart. Without being distracted from his mission, Jesus resolutely followed God's will with an undivided heart. And sometimes he was tempted by the devil himself, but Jesus did not accommodate himself in any way to the enemy's plans. And without budging an inch, he did not give the devil a foothold. Jesus wanted nothing else than to continue to live with his Father for all eternity in love, fellowship, to praise God's name. Jesus is the example of what it looks like to be pure in heart. And he was the righteous one who died so that he could purify our hearts from all the moral impurity that resides in our hearts. When we believe in Jesus Christ, confessing our sins, being that open about our sins, then the Lord forgives our sins. We sang that in Psalm 130. He said, look, look, at, look at us, we're sinners. It was open, it was a confession of sins. And then the Lord said, I'll forgive all your iniquities. God sees those purified hearts when he looks at us through Jesus Christ. Those forgiven hearts, that, that's what God is seeing when he looks at you. He knows your sins, he knows your weaknesses, he knows your failures, he knows your shame, he knows your guilt, but he does not count those against you in, belief in Jesus Christ. He covers over them in the blood of Christ and, and he knows that we as Christians, we hate those sins. We don't want to continue to live in sin. And then we see it, there is never any need for a person who believes in Jesus Christ to put on that, that mask to try hide their sins from God or their neighbor. It's as obvious to God as anything else in your life. 
Now, boasting of sins and bragging about rebellion in our lives, that, that gives glory to the devil. But hiding our weaknesses just hides the depths of God's grace to us in Jesus Christ. You see, in Christ and before God, we can remove our masks without fear of, of retribution. Nothing that our confession of sins shows about ourselves surprises God. For he knew we were sinners when he sent his Son to purify us from all our sins, to gather us into his church. And the gospel is that we can come into his presence, and, and we do, every Sunday with empty hands. We can be our very own weak selves before the Lord. As the number of our sins that we hate in our lives grows, so does the evidence and the, and the depth of God's, grace, uh, God's amazing grace toward us. The work of Jesus Christ makes us even eager to, to remove the mass, to, to, to confess those sins before the Lord instead of trying to hide them. And so having that undivided heart, purity of heart, that's what we have in Jesus Christ. And so the clear message, and it's a gospel message, is that your mask does nothing to hide your sins from God. Wearing masks does nothing to bring you closer to your neighbor and even less to help you earn your way into salvation. Those who mourn for their sins and are comforted by the gospel, that's another beatitude. Those who mourn for their sins will turn to God with singleness of heart, fighting each day to remove the impurities that hinder our complete trust in, mercy, in God's mercy. That's what purity in heart is. It doesn't mean being perfect. It doesn't mean that we have it all figured out. It means that we are completely focused and dependent and trusting in Jesus Christ as our Savior for everything. And then in His grace, God gives us the Holy Spirit so that we can fight and destroy the, our idols could stop running after those things that are false and stop pursuing deception. And he teaches us very clearly that, that such an idolatry, such a running after that which is false is unacceptable in our relationship to him as adultery is unacceptable in marriage. And the Holy Spirit then gives you a pure heart, a, a singleness, a focus, a laser beam focused love, hatred of everything that can lead you away from God. And then you see that purity of heart in your own life. The desire to experience the fullness of God's love. And he urges you, my brothers and sisters, to be humble, to be honest, to be sincere, with a purity of heart that focuses your attention on Him. And then you find the blessing that our Lord Jesus promised. The blessing. The pure in heart are very blessed. They are free from that 
overwhelming call of so many masters free from the masks that used for in the idolatry of people pleasing and then we come into the presence of God blessed are the pure in heart for they see God and then we see the comparison the contrast masks might save us from embarrassment here on the earth for a while. That's why they're so attractive. That's why we all know what I'm talking about when we, when we talk about masks. But ultimately, they obscure, they, they make it hard to see. They obscure our vision of God. Masks end up making us self-focused. They, they make us suspicious of others. And maybe you already had that if you go and you see everybody wearing masks, you right away wonder, what, what, what do they have? If people are using masks to hide something, if we ourselves are using masks to, to hide a part of our lives, we right away assume and, and, and are suspicious that everybody is doing that. And it also makes us spiteful. But when the Holy Spirit works in our hearts, it's like He takes a bright spotlight and He shines it on Christ. He draws all our attention to, to Christ Jesus and, and those masks that were making us so self-focused and suspicious, they, they fall away and we see the purity of Christ. We see that He has obeyed perfectly, He has obeyed in our place, and then that spider web of a mask just, just falls down. It can be tossed aside, it's, it's completely useless. Confessing our sins before God and having them removed by God's grace, it saves us from all that time and energy of trying to cover them up. We're trying to cover up sins that Jesus has already taken away from our lives. And then the Holy Spirit lifts up our eyes from all those idols and He holds up Christ before our eyes. There's a constant vision of victory and of hope. And as we are increasingly undivided in our focus and focused on Jesus Christ, we also become more and more unhindered in our vision of God. We can see Him. We are able to see His amazing grace to sinners like me. And that gives us a desire to serve Him with pure heart pure hearts and clean hands. Our Lord Jesus said that those who are pure in heart will see God. And we can recognize again that the theme of Psalm 24 behind these words, for that psalm makes a very close connection between having a pure heart and entering into the presence of God. With Jesus as our perfect substitute, we can know that we will come into God's presence through His blood. And in the Father's presence together with Christ, we can see what our Lord and Savior sees. His Father is our Father. 1 John 3, verse 2 and 3 says, Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when He appears, we shall be like Him, because we shall see Him as He is. And everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. 
And what does it mean to see God? If we listen to this verse in parallel to, to the, the blessing of being comforted when we, when we mourn, it becomes clear that seeing God has to do with seeing the greatness of God's work on behalf of undeserving sinners. Although God is spirit and, and in this way invisible to our eyes as a form, Christ Jesus has shown to us what God is like. He is not that unkind judge that we, we sometimes think that we need to, to satisfy, that we need to try and hide from. He is holy, but he is also very gracious and merciful and forgiving. And, and even as we think about all that, that Jesus teaches us about being able to remove the mask, we could see it. His works of love can be seen wherever we turn. We can take that bold move of, of trusting in him, exposing our weaknesses before him, taking responsibility for the temporary consequences of our sins and surrendering our lives surrendering our lives to Christ as judge we can turn to God with pure hearts and we will see him as he is and what will we see a loving a gracious and a merciful holy father whose arms are open to receive us just as we are in all our humble neediness and brothers and sisters as he holds us in his powerful and his eternal arms we will wonder why we ever doubted why we ever tried to hide our sins from from this God or why we we tried to do enough to earn the love that we already had in Jesus Christ it's such a wonderful relief to stop the pretending games and just be ourselves in all sincerity and openness before God who loves us, who sent his son for us, and our neighbor purified in Christ. And then think about your own life. Can you point to divided loyalties in your life? Are there things that are hindering you from seeing the glory and the love and the faithfulness of God for his church? Let's turn to Jesus Christ. Let's turn to Jesus Christ who knows who we are and yet gave himself to purify us. He assures us of his love so that we may feel comfortable confessing our sins taking off our mask and then we shall see him we shall know fully even as we have been fully known amen <laughs>